Welcome to the Time Has Come podcast. My name is Graham Wardle, and welcome to season two of this show. This episode, I have my good friends Donnie Mack and Jesse Hutch joining me today. Jesse Hutch is a talented actor, best known for his roles on the popular TV shows Arrow, Batwoman, and also the many leading roles that he's had in Hallmark movies. Donnie Mack is a country music artist, singer-songwriter, and he's also an actor. And they both join me today to talk about their own faith, spirituality, and how they experience guidance in their own lives. They shared some great stories with me about this group of men that meet regularly in a barn, and they call themselves the Barn Men. They pray for each other, and they have some fascinating stories that they're going to share with you on this episode. So, I'm excited to share it with you. The time has come to welcome Donnie Mack and Jesse Hutch to the show. Welcome to the Time Has Come podcast. My name is Graham Wardle, and I'm joined here by my friends Donnie Mack and Jesse Hutch once again. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We were just chatting the other day on a live stream with all the members of timehascome.com for our monthly group chat, and you guys were a part of it, and it was awesome. We had a great chat with everybody there, and it was very meaningful and impactful, and we had such a good time. I thought, let's let's expand this into a podcast, and let's keep this going, because you guys got lots to share. I know you guys have known each other for a long time, friends for a long time. Don and I have known each other probably just a little bit longer than you guys, Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I want to take, uh, let's just roll back a bit, first of all, and talk about the giant gummy bear and the Nerf Wars. We used to have Nerf Wars with Nerf guns and stuff. This is when we all started becoming friends. So, yep. Don, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you and the giant gummy bear story. The giant gummy bear <laughs> story. So you invited me over to Jesse's house. house. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I'd never met him before, uh, but I was like, i got to bring something. So mm-hmm. I... I was remember walking. Oh, down. that's what you brought—the gummy bear. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I remember thinking yeah. I had to bring something, and I was walking downtown somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, candy store. I like candy." So I walk in, looking around at all the usual suspects in the candy store, and I'm like, "These are so boring. I don't want to just bring a bag of or seven bags of candy. I want something." And I remember looking up, and it was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> huge, huge ten-pound gummy bear. It was like a, a yeah, it had it was to like be a, this thick. Yeah. It was so big. It was like a. Th- yeah foot long it was amazing and gross it was it was very <laughs> did you eat any of it jesse i tried it yeah did you really i don't yeah i tasted like a, a little bit oh, I think, yeah yeah, yeah. That. it was like a sour apple flavor remember yeah, being yeah. green yeah yeah it was so green anyway, a competition started yeah. yeah it was like between you and another guy phil yeah someone else i didn't know that was invited to my house uh, <laughs> my wife and i went at board game nights all the time we had our first child at that time yeah so baby wow. sleeping and we're uh, about to have a giant gummy bear off and basically, we cut this thing in half, and it was like whoever finished it first got what a hundred. It was a hundred bucks or fifty bucks or something. Yeah, I put the money out. There. I was trying to make a fun, fun night, and yeah. I was yeah. Boom. <laughs> These guys go to life. Yeah, just I didn't even just mowing it down. Oh. Yeah, but you guys didn't so, finish it. You got sick, no, right? Like, like well, I got. Where like, did Phil get through it? Phil, no, Phil he, ate more than I did. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Because eventually, I mean, half. Once I started chewing it and swallowing yeah, that pieces, was I was like. That is not possible. Like, there's it's not no healthy. Way. Yeah, it's not healthy. And like, we were like, please stop. We're going to die. <laughs> I remember that. Like, Don and Graham's like, I'll pay you 100 bucks to stop. <laughs> yeah. To stop. I remember that too. We did a lot of stuff like this on Cruise with the Cause back in the day, too. We would try and get Don to do things until he puked. So it's just it's just a thing that, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Why and is the, it I don't true? know, man. I don't know. It just was. <laughs> it's just your character. And then. Um, and then we had these Nerf wars. The, a thing with Nerf guns was um, mm-hmm. that was one day I was downtown Vancouver and 
I, similar to Dawn, was heading, I was like, I just want to have fun. I just want to do something crazy. And I went into a toy store, bought these Nerf guns, brought them down to a bar downtown. And I was like, say to my friends when I came into the bar, I said, who wants to play Nerf? And they're like, what? And I like whipped out the Nerf guns. They're like, I'll play. Marshall came outside with me. We're downtown Granville Street, downtown Vancouver. We were playing Nerf like 2 a.m. And I was like, that was so much fun. He's like, yeah, I know. It was so much fun. And then uh, it just kind of expanded. And then we had Nerf Wars at like the gym. We would like rent out a giant UBC yeah. gym. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so, yeah. I, so eventually, what that was the first time we met was the board game. The board then, game was the then first we time. didn't talk ever for a again. year, or yeah. like a year or more. Yeah. Then you invited me out to another Nerf Gun War. We yeah. show up, we're having a great time. Him and I are like mid battle, like ah, oh! <laughs> and then we're like, man, that was awesome. We should like hang out and stay in touch, catch a movie or something. We're like, let's exchange numbers, and we're like. I already have your number. Yeah, that's Oh, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Your number. Uh, cool. <laughs> that's weird. So yeah, we already had each other's numbers. Never used it. Yeah. And then how did you guys find out that you had a similar uh, faith pa uh, path in your spirituality, in the, in the faith? Was that, that was literally night. at that. Yeah. 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 You, your wife dropped you off there because she needed the car for something, and she yeah. was like, I'll drive you back. Yep, she dropped yeah. me off. And, and I think and, it was uh, on the drive back mm -hmm. that we yeah. actually realized. Yeah, we, faith, I think, is, all, is such a... a baseline for life yep. uh, yeah. i believe that yeah. uh, it just comes out and talk yeah. like it doesn't matter what you're talking about well that's what i wanted to have you guys both on the podcast for at the same time because you guys are, your faith is so strong and you've told me stories about down in tennessee you're now living in tennessee but you were originally living out in langley was it uh, or yeah, surrey south surrey, south surrey? i've lived in cloverdale cloverdale yeah but, but then you moved down to tennessee don you spent some yeah. time in tennessee yeah. and there is this uh thing you've been telling me about the barn men yeah. that you've yeah. been telling me some stories about this and i really wanted to share this on my podcast because it's such a powerful idea that i think needs to be shared mm -hmm. and the, some of the stories that you've shared with me are just amazing so can you tell me about what the barn men is and where that came from and then your experience with it yeah uh you go because you introduced it to me I mean, in my description of it, it's if you were to read the Bible and read about the book of Acts, this is kind of what this evening is. So it's a group of men. We all meet every Thursday night, 6 p.m. in a barn in the middle of a field yeah. uh, in Tennessee. Yeah. And I got invited literally because I, I was at the gym and I saw um, some friends of ours. And I was like, oh, man, where's your husband? How is he? I haven't seen him in a while. She's like, he's, he's actually going to this Bible study thing tomorrow night. Maybe you should text him and just go with him. Is that a barn or something? And I was like, a barn? That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm in. I text him. He's like, yeah, I've never been. I'm going. I'll shoot you the address when I get it. I get the address. I literally go that night. And you roll into this place, and uh, you just park outside, and you go into this barn, and there's camping chairs everywhere. Like, they, they put it in a circle, and men just roll in. If you can make it, you make it. If you can't, you can't. There's no RSVP. We don't read books. We don't, we don't start with a sermon that, like, rhymes with the letter A. Um, it's right. literally the purpose is to meet and pray. Hmm. Battle. Um, so y you can bring your prayer requests. Maybe you bring requests for others. These people might not even know that you're praying for them. Uh, it, it could be something going on around the world. It could be something you saw on, on your Facebook that day. And what do you do? Just raise your hand or you just speak up and say, I have this prayer? Or how does, it, how does the structure of it work? Yeah, the structure is pretty simple. We sit in a circle because there's no head of the table. There are a couple guys that I call the elders. They've been meeting like this probably for 15 years now or something. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it's just, there's something incredible about men coming together to meet strictly for prayer and, and to support and each worship other. of God. Yeah. And yeah. support for each oh, other absolutely. too. Yeah. The, the yeah. support for one another comes out in that prayer. So let's just say somebody has a prayer request. Maybe some, maybe you stay in the circle and people just pray it out. But most of the time people get up 
And scripture calls us to to lay hands on people. We're supposed to carry one another's burdens. We're supposed to be shoulder to shoulder. We're not supposed to be separated and hmm. you know, yeah. living in our houses, not helping one another and kind of just pretending that we're all okay. It's like you come there and you literally just be real. Mm-hmm. Pour it out. Like don't pull your punches. And also don't wallow in what you're going through either. There's a good mix where guys will be like oh, yeah. and on and on and on. And then it's like, you know what? God knows what you're going through. Let's pray this out. Well, you'll just and cut them off and say totally. something like that. It, it, I mean, oh, yeah? you, you got to feel it, right? I you, feel it, okay. Yeah, there's, there, I would say there's definitely, uh, dude, the Holy Spirit is real, and it moves, and it knows. And and sometimes, I mean, Don had an experience where he, he kept was getting a name in his mind, and, it, and he was like, no, no, I don't know nothing about it. And I mean, I let you share the story, but yeah, I'll share it. things happen happen there that I can't explain other than it's God and it's the Holy Spirit. People get healed. I've seen people mm-hmm. be healed from cancer. Hmm. I've seen people come in literally that night saying I was going to commit suicide tonight. Yeah, and they and they he told me that story. Point. He showed he showed a gun or something, and, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah," and yeah. he decided we, not we to. We had one guy a couple of weeks ago that came in, never met him, yeah. and he had uh, he has a three year old daughter, and he was he was you know um, staying with this girl that he's been dating for a while, and they had a massive falling out, and the girl was like, "Get out of my house!" And he literally grabbed his his baby girl, and like left. She was like. Forced him out of the house. Like, yeah. Don't grab your stuff. Nothing. He's like bare feet, baby, gone. Yeah. And it's pouring rain, and he he's out in the street, and one of the other barn men just happened to be driving by, and was like, "What's going on, man? Do you need help?" He ended up staying at his house that night, and he invited him out to the barn. So this guy comes out to the barn, and right out of the gate, this is the first guy that we're like, you know, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Why don't you share a little something of, you know, what, what's going on in your life right now? Yeah. And he shares what I just told you. And then he starts getting, he's like really angry. He's like, man, I'm just really angry. He's like, you know, this one, like, I love this woman. I love my daughter and I'm letting everybody down and I'm not a good dad. And he just goes on and he starts like weeping. And then he just starts getting angry and he's like, just fired right up, man. And he's like, and he literally just starts yelling. He's like, ah, and it's like his whole voice shifts and he's just, it's like, he's possessed, man, Mm. full on angry. And then his normal voice comes out at the same, like, you know, is yelling back, God, I need you. I need help. And he's sitting in this chair and he's just gripping it and he's going through this like back and forth. And I got super tired. Like it was, it was weird. I never experienced. I was like just super tired. I was like, what the heck? And then the more he started going back and forth and back and forth, all of a sudden I just woke up and it was like all 60 men got up and just like laid hands on his shoulders, just like this, like, you know? And, and man, more man. And eventually you can't reach the guy. So you're just grabbing the guy in front of you. Yeah, whoever. And everybody's praying. However you feel led to pray for this guy, man, whether it's his past, whether it's his future, whether it's this, what he just shared, there's something in you that I believe the spirit connects all of us. Yeah. And you're just praying. Like you're going, you're fighting for this guy. Like he's clearly in this battle. Mm-hmm. He, there's something going on in him that's not just like, oh, I feel bad. It's like angry and I need help. So when you're praying for this guy... What is that? I'm, I'm not a, a Christian or I'm not a follower of Jesus. How, how does that feel in your body? What are you feeling? What are you focusing on? How does that, what is that like? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you taking on his pain? Are you, just, are you just asking God to help this man? Or what's that prayer when you're praying for this man, you're laying hands on him? Every man's different. For, for me, that particular night or, or what I'll feel a lot of lately is uh, I feel like God almost gives me like a 1% feeling of his heart for us. Okay. And so as this guy was sharing, I just started weeping, man. Like, I'm So you like, can, yeah, okay. I totally understood what this guy's going through. I'm like, man, he's a father. He just feels like he's totally letting everybody down. Mm. And I was like, so... 
it's like I felt his pain, but yet I felt God's love for this man that I don't even know. And out of that love, I was like, man, I have faith that you are going to be healed, that you were made for a purpose, that you're going to, you're a good dad, yeah. that your daughter's going to be raised and it's going to be amazing, that you're going to find a place to live, that you, you know, all these things come to my mind anyway. And that's what I'm praying. So that's I, what's coming I, through you and you put your, I yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For. Okay. And then anything comes to mind. It, it just like kind of happens. I was sweating. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> I, I felt like I yeah. was in a sauna. And we're in an out, you know, we're in a barn. There's no heat in this place. It's freezing. Yeah. And, uh, but, and we had one, there's another guy praying in Hebrew, I think. Didn't even understand what he was saying. And, mm -hmm. and it's just all prayers and mumblings. But I'll tell you, man, this went back and forth, probably 20 minutes. And this guy back and forth and then calmed down and then angry again, calmed down. And then eventually he, he just weeping and he gets up and he's got the biggest smile on his face and he's like hugging people and he's like thanking, uh, God. And he's just completely like 180, dude. And then it was like, all right, that's the first guy we prayed for tonight. Who's next? <laughs> Everybody goes, sits back down. Yeah, man. And then the next guy got up and he goes, I was in the grocery store and I ran into, into this guy here. Uh, and he's got a thousand yard stare. He shares that he's ex-military. And um, he's literally standing like this, like just emotionless. And he goes, you know, I'm going through this and this and that. And he picks up a shirt and he's like, this is the gun I was going to shoot myself with tonight. And he goes, but then I ran into this guy and something in me felt like I should just come with him to this barn thing. And literally, guys, just up, lay hands again, and we pray for this guy. And it was like, again, the spirit of anger. It's almost yeah. like there was a theme that night. Yeah. I find the, the spirit will yeah. bring out themes. Maybe one night it's marriage. Another night it's yeah, whatever. politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, Don had a pretty wild story. And, and I was yeah. there, too, that night. And uh, yeah. you could share that one. Well, I wasn't there for you. you no, no. But the one I, you were at. I, yeah. But yeah, I, I do want to add something like I wasn't there for that particular night, but my experience of it is it's not chaotic at all. No. It's mm. like nobody's directing anything except for the Holy Spirit or God, if you will. And it's like it is so organized that it's like also not organized, but it's like everybody has this res mutual respect for who's speaking next. I don't know what I'm doing here. If you just pull it towards you and then stick the weight over top of it more. Yes. Keep pushing it that way. This way? Oh, it's okay. I'll just hold it. doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, so I heard about this bar night, the night he heard about it, because I just, I was, I don't know where I was. You were at the gym. I, I don't know what I was doing. I was probably doing a writing session or something. And I just get a text. What are you doing tonight? There's a bunch of men meeting at a barn in the middle of nowhere. And I was like. That sounds awesome. I have no idea. So I was there the first night he was there, but I heard about it through him. But yeah, my, I was there for, I don't know, it must have been like a couple months at least, right? We were attending. But I, usually my experience there was but chill, sit down, say hi to a couple guys, which I found was interesting. It wasn't really a, hey, my name is this. This is what I do for a living. It was just like, mm. hey, yes. how are you? Mm -hmm. Not like, what was your day like? But totally. like, where's your heart? Yeah. Like, I think that was probably the first question Nothing I was about asked. Work. Yeah. Point. It was like, I don't know what like anybody the does. first. I still don't know the first people I met's names. I know the one guy because we were, went to the gym together <laughs> after, but it was like, Hey, how's your heart? What are you struggling with? Yeah. What do you have to praise? What, what's going great in your life? Like, mm. where are you at mm. actually? Yeah. And it's not, you know how some people are like, Hey, where are you at? It's not, you get the feeling. It's like, they want to know and they want to know for a reason. It's not just, Hey, I want to connect because they're not asking names and jobs and all that stuff. Not asking for the, what I would call the worldly labels of who you are. Mm. It's, 
I want to know who you are. Yeah. And it's like, and what I love about these guys is they don't give you the out of, oh, I was fine. They'll be like, no, 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 no. They'll just straight up call you. Nope. I don't want to hear fine. <laughs> I want it. What is fine? If you're fine, define mm. fine. Yeah. And tell me what you're hiding behind fine. Mm. It's like, oh, dang. So I love that about these guys. So it's like complete vulnerability. It's complete Harder. openness. Dude, I tell you, yeah. women are amazing at being vulnerable. Better than men, I would say, generally speaking. On average, yeah. But you walk into a room, uh, sorry, you walk into a unheated barn in the middle of nowhere on acreage. It's a, like, it's a, it's half a football field size, would you say? Yeah. Maybe a quarter. Yeah. And there's 45 to 60 men in a circle in lawn chairs, all wanting to battle with you. In prayer. Not for you, mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. if needs be, for you in prayer. Absolutely. Dude, without words, you walk in there and you're like, this is inc-. like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's incredible. I've never experienced anything like it. I love the church. Yeah. And I say the church, I don't mean the building that people go to on Sunday. I mean the church, the ecclesia, the called out people that follow Jesus. Mm. There's something extra here. It, when I attend the barn man thing, it's like the closest thing that I could imagine when the Bible talks about the Last Supper, the Pentecost Supper, supper the Upper Room Discourse, bunch of men mm-hmm. praying, loving each other, battling with each other. But anyway, so one night I'm there. Usual, just chill. I'm pretty chill. It's been pretty chill for me there. It's been interesting, fascinating, praying for people and putting hands on people and getting into that situation. And and I, one night you brought Eli and Sawyer that night, right? Was that the night you no, brought your kids? I think. Don't know. Anyway, yeah. It was just a usual night, and I just remember I sit down, and all of a sudden I hear it in my head. I'm not hearing a voice, so I just felt this. It was very gentle. It was just Amber. And I was like, Amber. And I'm trying to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't always get it. I'll tell you that straight up. So I'm like, Amber, okay. God, is that you? Heard nothing? So I'm like, okay, whatever. Just keep listening. And and then again, Amber. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I remember thinking, I don't know any Ambers. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I need to think about what Ambers. And I thought of Amber from the show. And I was like, well, I haven't seen her in like 10 years, 11 years at that point. So I was like, okay, Lord, do you want me to pray for her? Mm. So I I went to pray for her and I'm like, I felt, nope, no, it's not her. her." So I was like, okay, I let it go. I'm like, well, I tried. So can I pause you in this story just, and I want to ask you a question. When you said, so you're listening to the Holy Spirit for someone who doesn't have this connection to the Holy Spirit, but maybe they have this, an intuition or something for you with the Holy Spirit, when you feel the name come to you and then you say, I'm going to pray for Amber, but it's not this Amber. What's that shift like in you feel? Is it in your gut? Do you feel this? Where where do you feel this Holy Spirit talking to you? That's a great question. Um, in my experience, yeah. What's it like for you? It shifts depending on where I'm at, yeah. and depending on what the topic has been. Okay. Um, that night, it was like a little echo in the back of my head. Oh, interesting. And it was like, uh, like I don't know if you remember, it was like someone kicked me in the chest, not it, gently, yeah, hard, like, like an achingness in your heart. No, no it was like, like a, a physical pressure. pressure. Like okay. And that's, and that's why, and it didn't start that way. It started with the echo in the head and then it okay. spread. Okay. And it got, dude, it, I'll, I'll continue with the story. Yeah, like, please. It was like, I hope that. Yep. Yep. Thank you. A little bit. Um, so Amber kept kind of going, Amber, and I'm going to get emotional about this, but at one point 
I was just sitting there. I'm like, okay, Lord, well, I don't know who Amber is, but I'm going to lift whoever she is to you. Yeah. Lord, I just give her to you, whatever she needs, uh, give that to her. And then, then it was the pressure. On, it was just like, mm. I couldn't breathe. Mm. I couldn't move. I couldn't stand. And it was like, and then the voice went from a little voice back here. It was like right in my face, screaming in like agony as if I didn't scream her name out. I would like something really physically bad was going to happen to me. And I was like, as stubborn as I am, I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to scream out some name in a group for full of guys. I've got pride. I don't want to be that weird guy. That's right, right, right. Out. But as I'm saying that in my head, I'm like, okay, Lord, but if you want me to, if this is you, I will scream that name out. And I was like, and then I convinced myself it wasn't him. And then it died down. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Okay. It was just a weird thing. And then it was like full force, like times 10. And I just weeping like uncontrollably. I'm like, Ugh. so you're sitting in the room, the circle of yeah, guys right now, guys, you're and crying. Can... And are, are other people noticing yeah. what's going on? Well, meanwhile, I don't we're know. still talking. And okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Everybody okay. Else is like totally his own. I'm in my journey. own. Okay. Okay. So is there somebody else sharing right now that yeah, yeah. somebody's sharing and you're going through this all in the people? Okay. Yeah. If I remember right, someone was praying for someone near you. That's what I remember. Cause you were to my right. Yeah. And I remember looking over and I almost felt like I need to, maybe Jesse will help I did. Me I did look at him and I was like, <laughs> like, what's going on with him <laughs> yeah it was okay. crazy so it got so bad i'm like i need to get up so i got up walked right through the middle of the circle to the other side of the barn and it just boom i almost fell to my face i couldn't hold myself up i'm holding onto the counter i'm like i can't breathe i'm like okay god if this is you you take it from me or don't take it from me like if this is you i want to experience you to the fullest i'm here no matter how much it hurts no matter how much I don't like, because I did not like it, dude. I'll tell you straight. Yeah. It was awful physically. It was like torture mentally. Because I'm like, I Cause you don't didn't know, what to do. know who Amber is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm weeping. I, about five minutes, I want to say. It felt like an hour. But and you couldn't turn this off either. No, yeah, it was no. yeah, alarm and bells. About five minutes, I'm like, okay. I wipe my face off. I go back in there. I sit down. And it was just like, I'm like, ah, oh, I felt peace. And then full force, like times a hundred. It's like, Amber! And I'm just like, who's... And I just start crying again. And I just like, I felt like I looked around the circle. I'm like, God, you got to help me here. And I just remember looking at a guy. I don't even remember who it no, was. There, there was like a natural break in the conversation and silence, which happens quite often. We'll be like, yeah. okay, what's next? And oh, we'll yeah, wait. that's right. And then literally you were like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I was like... Yeah, because I felt like God's like, oh, yeah, that's what you're right. I forgot about the break. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's too, it's so powerful. Like you're like, it's hard to remember all the nuances. Mm -hmm. But so it's like, which is why I love how God puts two people there, yeah. at least that you can. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I'm there. There's a break in, in as soon as everything died or just before everything died, I was like, Lord, what, what how, what am I, what's my job here? And he said, Ask the guys. Or, uh, so I didn't hear a voice. Yeah, yeah, it was just that feeling. I just yeah. said, ask the guys. And I remember thinking, there is no way I'm going to ask. And before I could finish the thought, guys, everybody stopped talking. Everybody. Nobody looked yeah. at me. It was just no, total, done. Total silence. I was just like looking around. I'm like, and then someone goes, someone over here, I don't know, remember. And they're like, does anyone have something on their hearts? And I was like, well, this is going to sound weird. And then someone, I don't know who said, there is nothing weird here. Yeah. It's, it's the Holy spirit. If he's telling you something, tell us. Do it. And I was like, okay, 
does the name Amber mean anything to anybody? And I had like, I remember very vividly a bunch of guys going, I don't know, but three to four guys, just faces dropped. Yeah, and I was just like, okay. And they're like, what are you hearing? I'm like pain, like intense pain that if I don't scream this girl's name out, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I'm like, what is it? And they're like, no, no, the Holy Spirit's talking to you. You pray right now. Yep. I'm like, yep. I don't know who she is. They're yep. like, whatever yeah. the Holy Spirit is telling you right now, pray whatever he puts on your heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember yep. what I said, to be totally honest. I was just like, Lord, yep. I don't know if there's yep. something I'm supposed to do. Tell me. Like, if it's something, I'm just supposed to share it with these guys. So someone here does something, tell them. I prayed. Everybody's like, great. And the, and the, it, died again inside me i was like okay maybe that's all i was supposed to do I mean, it died it kind of subsided yeah, the whole the whole okay. screaming feeling. okay okay what one of the guys did mention though he goes no one of the men that's yeah. not here tonight has a daughter amber it could and, be and her, he goes yeah. could be her you pray and then that guy literally left i think and he actually called that guy mm. based on well that was after based on what was going on okay yeah, so after that um before this guy called because it happened again while everybody was talking and praying over things I had to leave again. And I remember that's when I remember looking at this guy going, you come with me. I didn't even know who he was. Mm. And he's like, okay, let's go. So we went in the back. I'm crying. He's like, you okay? You okay? So he just prayed over me. He's like, okay, we're praying. He's like, there's something going on here. And he's just like, God, if this is you, tell us what to do. And then we stopped praying. And he's like, I'm going to call the father. If he answers, God wants you to talk to him. Okay. I'm like, okay. So he calls, no answer. I'm like, okay. Again, it subsides. I'm like, great. I go to to sit down. I did my part. I'm done. That's what I felt like. I'm just like full vulnerability and transparency. I was like, thank the Lord. I don't want to do any more of this, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to, if God wants me to, if it's for someone's benefit. So I sit down again. No, it is not done. It was so into, I got up again, started crying, clean myself up. I come through, I'm about to cross the whole barn again. And I see him from the other side of the barn. He goes, you. And he holds up the phone and he's like, he's on the phone. I'm like, okay. So I'm talking to this guy who I think I've met once. I can't remember who he is. And he tells me this story about his daughter that is so heavy. So you don't know who she is. So I think it's okay to mention some of the details. Do you think? You don't have to. You don't have to. We could err on the safe side. Let's say it was a heavy story. She was extremely abused sexually. Okay. had to deal with something. That was very difficult to deal with. Okay. And that procedure went wrong. Okay. That night. Okay. And it was like, he's like in tears. He's like, this is unquestionably God. You have no, my daughter just went through this, yeah. and this, and this. And I'm just like. And so you, the Holy Spirit, God was asking you to pray for, for Amber her. because she was going through such pain in this moment. At that moment. At that moment. And I don't even know, even like he might've even told me where she was, but I don't think she was in Tennessee at that time. I think she was out of doing the procedure Somewhere. or something that went very, very wrong. Okay. Um, and dude, we wept and wept and I'm like, I, he's like, this has got to be the Holy Spirit. He's like, I don't even know. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to call, pray for you now. So I started praying for him and the way he parents his daughter and the okay. way, which was fascinating to me. Cause I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, I wasn't thinking this at all. Anyway, prayed. And it was like, as soon as we hung up the phone, whew, flushed, I'm like, okay, that was, that's what I was supposed to do. 
I don't know where that went. I have no idea. I have reached out to him a few times because he is in the barn, man. And mm-hmm. I just want to like, how is she? He's like way better now. Like the things she's been healed of whatever went wrong. And I'm like, wow, wow. if that's the way the Lord <laughs> wants to use me, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, there's highs and lows of these things. Yeah. But I would say this was a high of connectivity to feeling God using me, but it was not a fun high. It was like, yeah. this is, it was honestly, you know, a bit of my history with the car accident and stuff like that. This is some of the, the most pain I've felt physically hmm. in my life, including that car accident and many other injuries I've had in my life. I'm like, I, I can't breathe. Like hmm. it's. Anyway, so yeah. why? So thank you for sharing all that, yeah, both of you guys, uh, for sharing that. And that's why I wanted to have it on the podcast. Um, if you actually push that Dawn yeah. that way towards the arm, keep it going. See how that little metal thing that's holding the microphone needs to be. This one? Yeah. So if you push the microphone towards the arm. Yes. Yes. And now bring the whole arm towards you. It won't. Oh, I see. There we go. I figure that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just the eye candy around here. <laughs> just, just to let you know too, it's like. It's not like this happens every night. No. Um, and it's not the the barn itself or the man. We, we can't take credit for any of this. I, I firmly believe. But there is an element of you guys showing up willing to listen. Is it not? I think so. Yeah. The showing yeah. up part. Yeah. I mean, be, being, being a follower of Jesus yeah. Christ, right? Uh, you got to follow. Yeah. You, you got to learn how to listen, right? But yeah. there's times when you're like, no, nah, that's crazy. and Like that. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I think God cares for everyone so much honestly, that even if you don't feel it, yeah. like I can't imagine what that would be like to know everybody's heart mm-hmm. at the exact same time for all of time. Yeah. I can barely figure my own heart <clears throat> out right now, you know, yeah. but, but a little bit of what you're feeling, a little bit of what I felt, you know, for that one gentleman, it's like, there's mm-hmm. something in you that I think was an important point he raised, which was, no, it was in your heart. So you pray for it. It's like, yeah. when God puts something on your heart. Mm-hmm. You don't pass it on for someone else to do. God's going, I need this from you right now. And it's yeah. like there's something in your faith that it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's like when you look at, and there's uh, sometimes your story, maybe your past can connect. I mean, my parents divorced when I was 11, and there was another gentleman, and he shared something similar. And then, man, he was just sharing that. And I, like, had such a, oh, man, like, I know I know God's got this, bro. <laughs> and you just, you just pray into it. Mm. You, there, you have a faith all of a sudden for someone else. Mm. That's far beyond the faith that I, I honestly can have from my own situations a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. And that is an amazing place to be. It's, man, I love praying yeah. for other people. And I love totally. when there's a purpose outside of me rather than me praying for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and so this is. Well, I really appreciate you guys sharing this. And this is why I wanted to chat with you about this, because when you both have talked about this, I'm blown away. And whether somebody is a follower of Jesus, the need for this type of support for men in this world is so important. And I love it that God is the center of this circle, that you guys are all coming together in your faith and praying for each other, for whatever comes up. I wanted to ask, Don, specifically when you felt this name or this tickly, like you said, in the back of your mind there about Amber, you, I, I'm going to ask you this question, you made a choice. Did you make a choice to listen to this? Could you have made the choice to ignore this? Because you went to the barn to pray, Right. was that sort of like, okay, I listen to whatever inklings I get? Because what, why I'm asking this is because I, I feel that the Holy Spirit, or however you see it, you guys see it as a Holy Spirit. I see it as a, uh, intuition or God, or it's always communicating with us. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to listen and to open to it. Mm-hmm. So 
if you agree with that, do you feel like that's what needed to happen for it to come through you? Do you feel you could have said no to it or uh, shut I, it down? I 100% feel I could say no to it because I've said no to things like that, maybe not as intense, but yeah. in the past, like little things. I know this is going to sound silly, but I feel like God does this to me a lot where it's like I'm walking down the street and I see a piece of garbage. He's like, pick it up. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no. Maybe I should. What does that mean? Is someone going to see that and it's going to affect their life? And I'm like, and as I'm talking, I'm still telling myself, I don't want to get my hands dirty. Where am I going to wash my hands? I want to go eat something, all that stuff. So I could have said no. Yes. I think the thing with these is if you're seeking and you want to connect to God, you have to be willing to obey no matter how hard, no matter how silly, mm -hmm. no matter how embarrassing or vulnerable you feel as a matter of fact i think the the god as sorry god as i have learned of him my relationship with him is the sillier the harder it is the more likely it's him because <laughs> it's like that is so hard for me like because god knows my biggest struggle my in my life has been my pride why do i want to scream out some girl's name and what i love about god in that story is i believe wholeheartedly he wanted me to scream her name. I do not doubt that for a second, but my pride would not let me do it. But he allowed, he kept poking. Because you he kept listening. to be part of it. Yeah, and because you kept listening. You not, could... not completely, but yes, I wanted to learn. Yeah. But I wasn't willing at the, in the moment to, to do what fully, he wanted yeah, me to, to do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love God for this because he didn't give up on me. He's like, Don, I want to teach. I love you. Step in this with me. I want, you keep asking me to use you. I want to use you right now. Just, just obey me. I trust me. You'll love it. And I was like hating it, but loving it at the same time. And I'm like, is there something else we can do besides the screaming? And then I feel like God went, you know what? I love you so much. Just ask everybody if they know who Amber is. And I was like, okay, I can do that. He's Cause he meets us where we are. Mm -hmm. I believe that wholeheartedly. So the answer to the question is yes, I could have said no. Mm -hmm. And the sad part about saying no is he gets, I believe God gets sad like a father and he goes, man, I really wanted to teach you this. Hmm. Now I have to use somebody else instead. And I'm happy to use them, but I really wanted you to learn this. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, but don't worry, I'll come back to you. And I love that. He's so loving, so patient, so gentle. And he knew what he knew what I was going to struggle with. That's why I think he was like, scream it. And I'm like, no. How about whisper? How about no? Just keep praying. <laughs> keep praying. But he's, he is, man. On a, on. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful... Uh, he's so, he so wants a relationship with us mm -hmm. that he will wait and he will let us hate on him and he will continue to love us until his love for us turns our hate to love. And this was your journey. That night, <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's, and I think that night and throughout my whole life, like I'm yeah. always like, Lord, please use me, please like help me to love people so that they can see who you are and how, how much you care about everybody. It's not just me. Look, yeah. mm -hmm. It's not just the guys at this barn. Mm -hmm. Like I'll tell you straight up. There's a lot of guys at the barn that don't believe straight up. Oh, that was one other question. So is it everyone there that are, they don't necessarily invite it and okay. they decide yeah. to come or if don't. You, okay. If you, if you get us to come, you just go. Yeah, like there's no sign up. There's no um, announcement, you know, at a particular church mm. on Friday or mm. it's literally word, word of the mouth. Yeah. Then there's actually believers that don't that are invited and don't come. 
Mm-hmm. That breaks my heart. I'm like, man, you have no idea what you're missing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's something about a pointed purpose. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and something you said, too, about the Holy Spirit using, you know. Well, so in Scripture, I mean, it says the Holy Spirit is the helper. And how fitting it is we're here on Easter weekend, right? And some people look at the story of Jesus and they go, oh, that's a great story, you know. Um, but when I sit and I really think about it and I go, okay, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit came down to be our helper after Jesus Christ gave up his life for us. And those emotions and feelings around that, around someone sacrificing for you and, and for you and for you and me and you, and then you have moments like this where you hear, you, you hear or see another human being pouring their heart out. And you know that this isn't fake. And you know that they're, they're just hurting, man, and they don't know where else to turn. That, that's a common phrase for a lot of men that will share something. They'll go, I don't know where else to turn. Mm. And I didn't expect this here. And what this is, is a barn where literally men will show up two hours before we even meet just to pray over the space, over the people that are going to come, wow. over the people that might come. I mean, they they pray over the city. They pray over the politicians. They pray over... It's nuts, dude. Like, the more I go and the more I hear, it's just a little sliver of an opportunity to see how God connects things. Because I think that can be easy for all of us to to feel disconnected, right? You're living in a city. You're living in a in a town, whatever. you got people at work. You just people around you all the time. You're at the gym. You're working out. And yet you feel completely alone. And this is where God comes in and he's, he literally loves you so much that as followers who claim to say we love Jesus, if we ignore that voice, that person might be alone even longer. Yeah. Because I think God goes, look, I love you. I want to send someone to you. And then here we are being stubborn. And it's yeah. like, I've done it. I was at the hot tub at the gym a couple of weeks ago. And this guy walked by and he stopped and said, how are you? And he shared something and he left. And I was like, I was supposed to pray for that guy like, right now. But no, my thought was, well, I'm in the hot tub. He's not in the hot tub. It's awkward. I'm going to get out. I'm going to. And, and you know what? Thank God I had a second chance. I said, okay, Lord, if he's still in that change room, when I get in there, I'm going to go up right up to him and pray for him. I mean, make sure he's changed and stuff, obviously. Be appropriate. But still, <laughs> it was like I rolled in there and I didn't see him. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, I literally changed and left. And he was out in cutting out the front doors. Uh, uh, yeah. And I was like, ah, he's gone. God's yeah. like, he's not gone yet. You see him. And I'm like, oh, you're right. And I like beelined it and I was like, man, can I pray for you for something? And he just wept and he's like, I just found out my wife got breast cancer. And I was mm. like, you know what? We had a man come to the barn last night and he had throat cancer and we prayed for him. And I said, now we're going to pray for your wife because I believe that there, there can be healing. I'm not saying it always happens. No. God's God. I don't make, make yeah. that up. It's not up to you. But I'll tell you, man. We pray, prayed for him, and the next week we went back, and that same guy came back, and the doctors were like completely flabbergasted that they couldn't find the cancer in his throat on, on the next round of scans. You know, sure, some people can sit there and go, oh, you just made that up. I don't care what people think. Who cares? He's better. I'll tell you what I know. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I feel, and I'll tell you what I saw in that guy's eyes when he said, hey, I got a praise report tonight, gentlemen. He goes, you know, I'm perfectly clear. And we're talking men like whooping it up, like, yeah, whoa. And then we even pray into that. Yeah. You pray into your thankfulness. You pray into Absolutely. the victories. You pray into the sad stuff. You pray into the hard stuff. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about prayer. It's like, mm. you don't need Wi-Fi. You don't need permission. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't need a permit. You don't yeah. need a pastor. Yeah. You don't, you yeah. just pray. 
right now. Whoever's right. even here listening. I, I know there's probably people listening are going, oh, man, I want to have right. a thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this. So uh, prayer. Um, somebody maybe isn't a follower of Jesus, but they want to pray. Mm-hmm. What would be what would be a simplest prayer that you could suggest for them if they feel like they don't know where to turn? They're listening to this. They're alone right now. They want to pray. I would say, if you don't, do you mind? Yeah, go. My, for anyone who doesn't believe in Jesus, I think the most important prayer you could have is, Jesus, if you're real, if you are who you claimed to be, if you love me, show me. Simple as that. That's what you would suggest. And then. Here's my request. I'm dealing with this. I'm suffering with this. A friend is this. A wife is that. A husband is that. And let him know and just say, I lay it at your feet. Show me how to respond. Mm. He'll show you. (laughs) I'll tell you from my experience, you don't always like what he says. (laughs) But it's always what's best because he is good. And there was something while Jesse was sharing about the, the barn men. In short, it just popped into my head. I feel like I'm supposed to share this. The barn man is a war room and the ammunition is love. Period. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. You should have a t-shirt with that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cool, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, scripture says that it's not a battle against flesh and yeah. bone, but of the spirit of darkness and principalities, Yeah, which is why I think prayer is so important. And I think it is something that even culturally... Um, I found it difficult to find. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, even people who aren't believers, let's say, I remember mm-hmm. my grandparents. You know, mm-hmm. they were just we gotta pray, we gotta talk. You know, there was a difference in that. You know what I mean? And that was like, and now I'm seeing a lot of like, well, I'm gonna do it. I can do it. And I'm not saying don't be self confident. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, self reliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't practice. Don't don't be professional. You know. Yeah. But there's something about prayer, man, that just it changes it. it, it mm-hmm. You're you're willing to say i can't do this for that person but i yeah. believe that higher power that god god can, god can. Do, you know yeah. what i mean and and you need you need people to believe with you and for mm-hmm. you uh we're, we're yeah. supposed to we're, we're supposed to be together you know so jesse for for you for giving somebody out there listening uh prayer for the first time what could what would you say to them for the first prayer if they wanted to pray how would you suggest they do that well i mean i have three three kids and this is something we talk about all the time right i trying to let them know that I can't I can't have a relationship with God for them that this is something they need to pursue on their own if, if they would like that yeah. and I don't mind journeying with them and I don't mind sharing my experiences with them but prayer has been something that comes up all the time I'm like all right yeah, you know who wants to pray you know you know you, you don't want to call someone out but sometimes you got to be like all right you're praying <laughs> okay and so what I generally just share with them is I was like, man, the same way you talk to me, you just talk to God. You know, that's God is your father. God is your king. Um, and I think as humans, we can put different roles on God. We go, well, I didn't have a good father, so God's probably not good, you know. Or I, I don't know what it's like to have a king because that's not what we do in our in our society today. Mm. So I don't get it. But I'll tell you, there's something powerful in in going, there is a father who set things the way they should be. Yeah. And there is a king that that we are to serve, you know. Uh, I mean, I. so I would say that, I, I just say, just talk. Share. Just talk. Hey, you don't even yeah. have to talk out loud. Okay. Prayer can happen in your mind. Mm-hmm. It can happen in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can't speak out loud. There's, there's all kinds of people going through all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes 
tears are prayer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes your, your laughter is prayer. Uh, but what, what distinguishes prayer from you just, you know, being, I think who you focused on, who you're focused on. Okay. For me, I say, I say, you know, God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. I mean, but again, I'm coming from a, a Christian perspective, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Trinity, you know, the, the God of the Trinity. And I do believe that, that God created us in his image. I believe God set the universe in, in motion. And I believe, um, so to have that intention for someone who's never prayed before, who's maybe listening to both of you and in, in the stories you've shared and they're feeling touched by this and they're going, okay, I want to try this. So having the intention to reach out mm -hmm. to yeah. a heavenly father or just, God, the, just to have the courage, to just have out. the courage to reach mm -hmm. out. They don't have to say anything, but just to have that intention, the heart yeah, and the heart knows and heart let whatever comes up, words. come out. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. That's what let you guys would suggest. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I'm like, I'm just so like, I'm just, I just got to fire it up. I'm like, yeah, like, like I think about what's interesting with Crip. Sorry, I keep going Christians. It's a loose term, I think, because there's people that follow Jesus and there's people that claim to be Christians and, and I'm not judging anyone. I'm, I have, I do not know that, but, um, there's Jesus set an example because the apostles were like, well, how do we pray? They literally went to Jesus and said, how do we pray? And they followed God, Yahweh, yeah. um, for centuries. And mm -hmm. Jesus just said, pray like this, our okay. Father who art who in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, which is your will, your will mm -hmm. be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our needs, give us this day our daily needs. Mm -hmm. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Like, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver, but deliver us from, from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory, glory forever and ever. And ever. Amen. Amen. It's a simple prayer, but what, what for me stands out is there's a couple things. So one for the people that uh, are struggling with, that are believers that struggle with who to pray to. Jesus didn't say pray to me. He said pray to Father, which I, I to me that's powerful. And to other people, don't don't get me, don't let me tie you up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pray. Yeah. But he said, Father, that's an authority that he put, like God is the biggest authority, but he also wants a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. Not just like this traditional, I'm going to put on a big hat and kneel 17 times and look to the east and the west and the north and the south or whatever it is a tradition could be for someone. He just said, call me Father. And when Jesus prayed on the cross fully at, during crucifixion, what did he say? Abba, which means daddy. Mm. He literally cried out, daddy. Mm. Like, when, what else did he say after that? Not much. It's just like, daddy, why have you forsaken me? Even though he knew that's what he was there to be forsaken for us. Mm. So it's like, I would say, be vulnerable be childlike because Jesus even said, if you do not have the heart and the, what was it? The faith of a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. Like come to him like a child and go, I don't know what to say. Mm. I don't even know who you are. Please tell me who you are. Show me who you, you be are. Honest. I don't even know if I believe in you. Totally. Go for it. Say it. I, yeah. Have, have an honest, real conversation. That's a hundred percent. Jesse, you shared with me uh, briefly. Thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you shared with me, um, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, um, about your childhood. You had a traumatic experience with your father and a relationship that um, was challenging in some elements. 
how does that, how did that impact your faith? Or were you, were you always religious at a young age? Was your family religious or did you come to your faith later in life? And, and how did that, did, did, did those, did those connect in any way? Yeah, I sort of, when I was five years old, I said the sinner's prayer. It's, it's another name for, you know, asking the Lord into your heart, sort of starting this relationship, sort of, you know, just sort of saying, hey, I'm willing to start this relationship with God, you know, I'm, I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And, and uh, so I said that prayer when I was five, you know, with the, with the mi- mindset and mentality of a five-year-old with my grandmother. My grandmother gave me a Bible and uh, I still have that Bible to this day. And um, so I would say that there was already some form of peace and direction in my life, whether I knew it or not. And there was moments that I, I think I can look back and go, yeah, something was guiding me, something protected me, mm-hmm. something took me this way when it could have taken me that way, you mm-hmm. know, whether that was society, culture, schooling, heartache. Um, so faith definitely started for me at a, at a young age. I, I just remember feeling like, you know what, that makes sense to me. There's a, mm. there's a God and a King and, and, uh, even at a young age. Uh, and I think that's always been growing for me and it is a constant growth. Uh, and then, yes, at age 11, my parents divorced. And um, sort of the last time that I saw my father that night, was uh, it was quite uh, quite intense and um, even life-threatening. And um, the, the potential was there, you know, for, for things that were quite... Uh, quite scary I think for an 11 year old and uh for my mother and and even for my father I think if I was to be honest uh and so after that night um yeah it was pretty much 24 years where I didn't see my dad there was Mm. no no phone calls no letters no uh no touch and base no birthday cards like nothing just Mm -hmm. completely cut off and your faith was strong throughout that that was a big part of moving through that period when I was 11 I mean just just divorce in and of itself I think uh, does a lot of things to people. Yeah. And I remember really leaning into faith at that point going, I, I don't understand this dynamic. I don't, I don't think that I can find my, my true anchor in who my parents are mm. in who I am even in where I go to school in my friends. I just felt like there was something bigger. And I was like, I need to figure this out. And, uh, yeah, that became pretty, pretty real for me. And I was definitely searching for men in my life, even at that time, someone that I could ask advice of somebody that I could, I could sort of um, talk to, you know, I mean, my, my mother was awesome. She was always there for me. She always did her best. She always believed in prayer that we should go to church. I mean, but the church we went to at the time, they even kicked us out because we got divorced and divorce is unacceptable. And it was a very religious perspective. Mm. Um and again, God protected me. I, I could have ran with that. I know so many people that have been hurt by the church. Mm. And if you are hurt by the church, man, I'm sorry. Mm. You know, I, whoever, whatever camera I look at for that <laughs> so I can look right into that person. Like I'm, yeah. I, I apologize for, for the, the religious teardown that can happen because mm-hmm. it can hurt. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm so thankful that even at the age of 11, I knew God said, look, that building is not me. Mm. I have something that I'd like to teach you about me. And for me, even at that age, I was like, okay. And I was trying to lean in and find men and I just never, never did, man. From, I'd say my entire life right up until I went to the barn. This is the first time. I was going to say, it sounds like a whole circle now is now the barn men is this whole new. Yeah. I mean, just to sort of take a big story and crush it down. So 24 years 
later, pretty much, I was sitting in a church service, and um, the pastor that particular service said, what's one thing the Holy Spirit put on your heart that you haven't done yet? And I knew that was fine, my father. <laughs> and so that was always on my mind. And I had prayed and I said, well, why do I need to find my father, God? And he just started sort of pouring into me and, and giving me this gut feeling that it was like, well, you're a father. So I started examining myself. I'm like, how, what would I have to do to walk away from my kids? What, how would I just ignore that right now? Like my oldest son is 11 right now. I look at him and turn around and leave, hmm. never to see him again. What has to happen to me for that to be real? And I'm going, man, there's got to be some major hurt, yep, pain, unforgiveness. I, that's what I'm imagining, right? And I said, okay, I feel that I need to find my father so I can let him know that I forgive him, if I even have that ability. But more so, God loved me so much that I just want to let him know that I love him. And I'm not out there, like, trying to find him so I can, like, pummel him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or somehow get revenge. You know what I mean? And so anyway, that took some time, but I finally found him, got him on the phone, and I was able to share that message with him. And uh, we're actually building a relationship. He's met my kids. He's met my Amazing. wife. Amazing. Uh, it's been it's been over tw over 24 years of complete radio silence, and uh, I'll tell you, I feel like something shifted mm. spiritually, not only for me but for my kids, for our future generation, mm. and even the past. And I don't know how that works, but I just feel like that's how God works. It, mm. The Bible says He's same. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And when you heed His voice, when you do what He puts on your heart, when you pick up that garbage, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. when you when you call out that name, when you call that person. It's because God cares. Yeah. And there's a reason behind it. And mm. it's like, okay, the more I go through this journey, I got to really, really listen. Yeah. Because I can get in the way. Yep. Y you know what I mean? And I love this. Thank you, Jesse, for sharing that. This is what my season, my, this, this new season of my podcast is all about. I wanted to talk about guidance. And I wanted to talk about what it feels like to be guided. Whether you're mm. a, a follower of Jesus or, or not religious, um, I, I really want to explore this theme of guidance. And I love you guys sharing what you have because this, this whole conversation has been about God speaking through you, feeling this guidance. However you see that, whether it be a higher power out there, if somebody doesn't believe necessarily in a God, but they do feel on their heart, I'm feeling called to do this. I'm feeling a pull to call this person or move into this. Yeah. I really want to explore this theme with people and understand it because I think it is in, in my own life when I have followed this guidance, when I have listened there is nothing that I could dream up in my own mind that would be f even close to what God has in store for me that is trying to work through me. And I'm like, I'm not going to get in the way because it's way better. It's hard, like you were saying, Don, to surrender and to be like, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is really uncomfortable, yeah. but it is far better. Yeah. And, and it's like, so thank you, gentlemen, for being on the podcast and sharing these, these stories with everybody on, on the show here. I really, really appreciate it. The two last questions, uh, two questions for Jesse and one question for Don is I always ask the magic painting question to the people that come on the podcast. Well, I'll start with that with you, Jesse. I've asked it to Don already. And then we'll talk about guidance, just how you guys experience that in your body. So first of all, the magic painting, Jesse, is a fun question I came up with while I was on set, waiting for the lights to get set up. And uh, it goes like this. If Jesse Hutch had a magic painting on his wall, and anytime he looked at that painting, he could feel any type of feeling that he wanted to feel to any degree that he wanted to feel it. What feeling would Jesse choose? And what would his painting look like? Uh, wow, you just, you come up with such easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't even necessarily know what the painting would look like, but I would like it to be almost uh, the perspective of God and how he sees us. Ooh, okay. Um, Whatever that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, I love it. What's the feeling you would want to feel when you look and at I that painting? The, the feeling, which like I mentioned earlier, which I, I think maybe God's allowed me like 1% of what that is, the feeling of his love for us. Because um, that... That just is everything. Uh, it it exp- that feeling and that idea of that of the vision of God sort of um, explodes into everything. It explodes into my marriage, my kids, me as a father, me as a friend, me as a stranger, me as a human being. Um, yeah. So I, I I feel like the painting would be, it wouldn't be very microcosmic it would be sort of this macro painting and yet the feeling is very micro mm. you know because i think that's how god works mm. it's massive and amazing and and it's it's like awe it puts you in awe and there's a heaviness and a weight to it that not a bad heaviness god's glory mm. and yet when god works in you or through you i always find it's very personal mm-hmm. down to a piece of garbage like it'll be it'll be it'll be very unique to you and specific and it's not an accident uh so that's why it's so important to to listen i love that just and, and to be willing to speak yeah for someone who's never felt uh this this type of how would you, you said god's uh love for you god's mm-hmm. if they've never felt that before and you were trying to explain what it feels like in your body to someone who's never felt that how would you explain it to them i think it's it's like my heart's been changed Almost swapped. Whoa. So a lot of people will say, I, I, I've been in your, I want to put myself in your shoes. I feel like God says, this is this person's heart, just a little bit of it. And you're like, Phew. you know what I mean? It, so, put, it puts you on a whole nother plane. It's like, you realize how much more important this person is. When you're saying this person, what do you mean this anybody, person? Anybody. Anybody, okay, anybody okay. That, that God sort of gives you that, that feeling for. Like, like, I feel like God sees us all all the time mm-hmm. and yet me as a human i can only see where i'm at pretty much you know and try to imagine and mm-hmm. hey what's what's it like at my house right now you know or with my wife and kids i i can try to imagine that but god knows it all the time like in such deep detail and then i think once in a while it's like what, what would that be like if you if god was just like hey you're just like one percent of what i want you to feel for that person right there you know what i mean and I'm using a percentage, which again is a human. Structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really thank you for. I really want to. I really want to sh- really uh, understand what it's like for Jesse when you look at this painting and you feel God's love for you. Is you said you you feel like your heart is swapped out. Yeah, it's. It, it's Tell like me more about this. It's, it's an like, awe. It's like honestly, I sometimes when I'm in worship, maybe. Yeah, dude. I I've had like I felt like God hit me when I'm listening to an Eminem song driving by myself all of a sudden just something lyrically or whatever. And God just like, all of a sudden it's almost like he just reaches out and he just like puts his hand on me. And I'm like, okay, what does that feel like? You feel lighter. You feel love. What do you feel? I weep with joy. Okay. Sometimes I, I, I yell. I literally yell out. I'll be driving. I'm like, praise Lord. I'm like, I just lose my mind. And then other times I'm just, I don't, I have no words. So it's different every time. Absolutely. Okay. I think, God can't be put into a box. He can't be, we try to describe it because we want to, right? And we should try to 
run the ramp for reason. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I, you, you run that ramp for reason until you eventually your reasoning ends and you got to take a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left. And, and that's what I think beauty and awe and wonder and love, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, right? It's called the fruits of the Spirit in Scripture. Those things, they come in so many packages that mm -hmm. you're like... I, I think I get it. And then God's like, yeah, you thought you got it. <laughs> wait, wait till I show you this. Yeah. 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 Like, whoa, whoa. And that's why it's so beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Though. It's like, because if I could figure out God, if I could just go, Oh, here you go. Here you go, Graham. Here's, my, here's the structure of God. We're done. We're done. What's next? Yeah. Hmm, let's have a Pepsi. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Right. That's, that's awesome, dude. That's really awesome. So your, so your magic painting is effectively your relationship to God, your relationship and what that mm -hmm. feels like. Absolutely. Because, yeah. And that's kind of what Don said too. You said it's the love that moves you into a space that keeps you moving forward. Yeah. And that's your, that's correct me if I'm wrong, no, yeah, what it feels like your relationship with it, God. My, my painting was a movement. And for those who are interested, it's in episode number 20. <laughs> oh, he, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And it was, it was very similar actually. That's actually something I love about how God put us in each other's lives because our similarities are insane and our, opposites are polar mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's like so like some of our similarities are well we both love jesus we, we are sold out we will do whatever we can whatever we everything whatever yep. he calls us to do well, well including calling each other out uh, having, totally. ha having accountability yep you know like like don is is one of those guys as well as you know uh, a number of men at the barn where they have the right to speak into my life if they 100%. see me being an idiot if they see me Hey man, we noticed you were talking to your wife and kids this way. Like, what's up? What's you know, uh, they have the right to cross sort of a border and step into a zone that maybe other people don't. You yeah, know, like you know a social mean? cultural border yep. Yep. That, that's there. But yep. uh, some of the funner things are we've both been dead. <laughs> uh -huh. We both have never drank. Yeah. Yeah. Both never smoked. Mm -hmm. Both never done drugs. Yep. We're both nuts. Yep. And we both like, but then the polar opposites are like, he, his dad left. I had a really loving family. Right. Like, yeah. not that your family isn't loving, but like your dad yeah. left and my dad yeah. stayed and my yeah. dad died in 2012. But like, it's just, and mm -hmm. I, I can tell you before I, oops, before I was a follower of Christ, like, I don't know if we would have hung out. You probably would have been like, there's something seriously wrong with that guy. <laughs> and there was, but like, and there still is, but like, it's, 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 it's this, the, sorry, I'm going back to the magic paintings. I think why his painting and my painting are similar, but still different mm -hmm. are because what links our friendship is that same thought. It's God. It's Jesus, that love that we long for mm -hmm. and that not just for us, like I long for that for him. I long for it for you. I long for it for Carrie. I long for it for everybody that was yeah. online. Like, like, and it's powerful. Like, I didn't even know who Amber was, but I longed for it for whoever she was. Mm. I didn't know if she had it or not. I had no idea. But that, God connects us all. We just have to be willing to step into that. Mm -hmm. that yeah, and, and it, it, it disallows you to be a bandwagon friend. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm only friends with people who agree with me, or I'm only mm -hmm. friends who work yeah. in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I'm only, when, when God's the base of your, your, your life, yeah. you don't have an excuse to... Ignore that homeless person. Yeah. You don't have an excuse to only appeal to, you know, whatever. Maybe it's money that day that you're into, or maybe it's... Uh, or even even as far as hanging, like, people of different faiths. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I'm not called to 
God tell says, you I don't what. care if you think that person has a different faith. You're supposed to love that person. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, but mm-hmm. they don't believe in the... You know, God, <laughs> God puts you in that zone. It's like, no, I'm sorry. What, who are you following here? Yeah. yeah and, and that's the thing with following God is... Uh, and Scripture, like for me, honestly, even when I was young, man, Scripture became such a base. It was like I was trying to find a dude to connect with, to reason with, to like, hey, how do I get through high school right now, man? How do I... Do I ask this girl out? Do I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I should ask my mom. Like, I, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just talking like life now. But God helped me in those moments because I was trying to read scripture and I'm going, okay, what's really important right now? Like, what's actually something I should pursue? Because yeah. if I follow the current politician or I follow the sports person who's, you know, there's a lot of fantastic people. Like, yeah. there are. Yeah. People are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many cool people that you're like, wow, that's great. Smart. That's great. But honestly, you can only follow that person so long. Yeah. And then eventually I'm going to have a question about what I'm going through or, or maybe it's, it's, or they'll it's fail. something heavy. Yeah. Or, or, you know, yeah. Or they'll fail. Like, mm-hmm. just like I will, you know? Mm-hmm. And then God goes, oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you can't be a bandwagon. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Cause we, we all love bandwagons, right? It's like, it's like, well, if you're not, you know, believing what I believe, then you're off. And yeah. Canceled. Well, that's what I love about you guys and how our, you know, we, we don't, we have, we have similar, I feel we have similar beliefs, mm-hmm. even though we don't walk the same path spiritually or, or with our faith. I love talking with you guys and I love exploring what faith means to you, what you're, totally. what you're following Jesus means to you. And, you know, the barn men and all the things that you've shared today. Um, I, I find it so powerful and such a, a blessing that uh, you guys are open to, to share this conversation with me and to everybody else. Yeah. Um, and for everybody else listening, you know, and that's why I tried to frame this conversation is even if you're not a follower of Jesus to what is it like to pray? What does it feel like in your body? Because I really want to sort of be like, Hey, open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe somebody listening is like, yeah, I do want to explore a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone listening is like, I want to explore a relationship, just listening to my heart and moving deeper into this. And that's what they feel they need to go on. And that's their next step. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Whatever it is for you. I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. I do want to just kind of wrap it up with the feeling of guidance. When you feel guided by God, by the Holy Spirit, what does that feel like? Don, you talked a bit about a little tickle in the back of your head. Yeah, that was that one moment. That one moment. So it changes every time. <laughs> yeah. But there's a distinct thing that you know it's a difference between God or the Holy Spirit speaking to you and your mind being like, oh, I really want that chocolate. Yeah, it's it's a mat for me. And I'm still learning. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Not oh, of course. Down. But... Um, in my in in my history of trying to hear and understand him because it's like any relationship you can hear but you may not understand okay and it's and i think the value in a relationship even in your relationship with god is ask if it's not clear okay be, so it's a yes be okay constant. to make the mistake but make the mistake gently with love and and awareness of what your choices are so sometimes like for instance i was able to say when he first said, scream out Amber, I was like, well, I don't know Amber. So I was able to freely express my, where I was with God, knowing that he loves me. And no matter what I say, he's not going to be like, oh, I never expected that. Mm. Why didn't you? So like have that freedom, that love, that relationship. Um, but the feeling, what I love about God, it goes back to how much he loves us. It's different depending on the moment, depending on us. It, it'll, I believe it'll always be something that stretches you because God loves us and wants us to grow and become better people. So there's a level of uncomfortableness that comes uh, with me, it. For me, <laughs> my experience is always, yeah, always. a level of okay. uncomfortable, 
but not necessarily like my hands in the fire uncomfortable, but even if it was, that might be it. That might be it. Like yeah. I think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were literally put in a furnace that was heated up seven times hotter. But, um, but then when I think about the, the barn man thing with the Amber, that was not fun, man. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you. It was literally like someone had, but it was worth it. But it was a hundred percent worth it. And I and I think back on that. And the more important thing is, if I'd have not stepped into that, what would I have felt like right now? Mm. That would not have been. I would have been like, Lord, why don't you use me? And he's like, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. We go back to the barn. <laughs> yeah, you kind of go take a step back. And yeah. Try some, so yeah. It, it it changes. I mean, it sometimes it's just an inkling. Sometimes like, what, here's an actual amazing story about this. So. I started a couple of years ago, I had a friend that, okay, I'm not going to name names, but they would text me once every few months, like we're talking three, four months, but never want to hang out or never end up hanging out for years. And I'm like, what is that all about? And I felt like God just, and this one was actually front chest and a gentle pat. Oh, interesting. Just respond, just respond. And I'm like, respond but i know where this conversation is going to go she's going to say this and she's going to say we should catch up sometime and i'm going to go well how about tomorrow and she'll be like that sounds great and i won't hear for her from her for two months but god then god started putting her on my heart without her texting me and he'd just say just shoot her a text i'd be like okay so i'd be like hey how are you and then eventually the pat would sometimes turn into a rub and go shoot her a text and ask her this and i'm like why would I ask her that? Like, how's your cousin? I don't even know if she has any cousins. Right, right, right. And it would all, like, I'm telling you, for the last seven years, every time I've, ob- I'm talking, she's not a follower of Jesus, and she will tell you, God is using you directly, because every time I've done it in the last six years, and that's been probably just a little around a hundred times. It's been something huge that's happened in her life. Like there was a, there was a year and a half where God put her on my heart just to say, Hey, how's this? She had six friends murdered in one year, all different. And every time the day it happened or the day after I shot her a text and said, how's your heart? What are you weeping about today? Or whatever it was that the Holy spirit put on my heart. And I'm like in that, with her in specific, I know when God's telling me to shoot her a text. Mm. It's There's no question. So that's the pat, but there are also times when I'm like, okay, Lord, is this you? Is yeah. this not you? How do I know? And I will say the one way to know is if it's loving, no matter how hard it is, if it's loving, it's probably him. And if it's not him, why not do it anyway? Oh, if it's loving, yeah, why not? Right? Yeah, okay. Which means it's probably him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, how about for yourself? When you when you feel guidance or you feel the Holy Spirit come through you, uh, what does it feel like in your body for you? What's your experience? Uh, I guess maybe it's a type of intuition, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. A thought. Some sort of... Uh, but it's different from other thoughts. Ideas. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't so much get the physical. It's really cool to hear that because I don't, I don't really feel any of that stuff. It's more like... And urging to do something. Uh, it's not an audible voice. Yeah. It's almost just like an idea. You, so it's in the mind? You feel an urging in the mind? Or is it just like in your heart? Yeah, uh, yeah, it feels... It's like, it's like, where does the spirit sit, right? Where's that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know, but, but I, I feel 
I feel something though. Um, it's just kind of, um, yeah, it, that's kind of how I've always felt, even from when I was a little kid. Like, for mm. example, uh, so I was 11 when alcohol was, you know, I grew up in a small town. It was just normal. Everybody's kind of having a good time and passing it around. And I, and I remember, um, again, it's just, it's like a voice that speaks to me, but I don't audibly hear it. It's just, it was like, don't touch alcohol. Mm. Oh, okay. Like, it's like a knowing, like it just kind of drops in, right? It's not yeah. words being yeah. said for, yeah, it's just no. like a knowing, don't touch like, that. Like if I were to try and explain yeah. it, it's almost like when you hang out with someone long enough, right? Like, like we're buddies, we hang out long enough, you start to learn tendencies, right? Like obviously it's like, well, I know he likes ice cream. We like you start it. to finish each other's sentences. sentences. Yeah. <laughs> weird. So it was weird. So uh, no, that was a throwback. Ben Stiller, Tom Cruise, yeah. uh, comic strip. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, so I, I think in the most powerful relationship for me on this earth is, uh, you, you know, besides God, obviously, is with my wife. Mm. So there's things I know about her because we spend time together, because we've been through the ups and downs together. Um, there, there's a relationship that's built in a way that eventually sometimes I don't need to ask the question. I already know what the answer would be, even if it's a new question. And I think that can happen with God too. Mm. You, the more you get into scripture, the more you pray, the more you worship, the more you have a thankful heart towards God. Mm. Things can change and you and you just feel this sort of sense. And and then the more it happens, the more sometimes you're like, oh, I recognize that. Yes, it's yes, not, yes, yes. It's not just me being something weird or, yeah. or it's not me being... You know, just me. Um, there's something here that's mm -hmm. that's more important. It's outside of me. It's like, and I don't get it, but I know, I know, I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a, big, a powerful story for me. This was when I was living in Vancouver years ago. Woke up in the middle of the night, had this urging, just like call so and so. And I was like, it's like three in the morning. Like it's crazy. Try to go back to bed. Wake up. Call so and so. What? No. Like I'm not doing it. Back to bed again. Similar, right? Here I am. It's like, why don't you just listen, dude? Uh, what's my problem? And it's like, this is me learning, right? I'm growing mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. Finally, I get up. I go, fine. I'm gonna call. They answer. Fine. I just call. My buddy picks up. Jesse, what's going on? I was like, hey man, how are you? He's like, I'm fine. What are you doing calling me at three in the morning? I was like, just felt like God put it on my heart. He goes, oh, okay. Well, how's work? How's the, how, you know? We literally just shot the bull. Nothing important. Okay. No big deal. Hang up the phone. I'm going, well, that was uneventful. Great. Thank you, Lord. Guess I'll go back to bed. I go back to bed. I wake up. Nothing even happens. Forgot about it. Four or five days go by. I run into this guy downtown Vancouver. I'm just like walking around. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? He's like, oh, man. What are we Again, we're shooting the bull. No big deal. All of a sudden, we're like, all right, well, I'll see you next time. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. He goes, I got to share this with you. He goes, I wasn't going to say anything. He goes, remember you called me the other night at 3 a.m.? I said, yeah. He goes, literally was sitting on the edge of my bed holding a rope. I was going to hang myself from the rafter. And I said, God, if you actually care about me right now, you're going to have somebody call me on the phone the next two minutes or I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> and I learned in that moment when he shared that with me, I was like, man, you can't just ignore stuff. Here I am going, eh, it's three in the morning. Eh, eh, come on, I'm tired. Eh, it's like, I'm such a baby. And it's like, man, God loves people. And he wants you to love, be a part of this love. You can't ignore that. And I was like, man. He gave you the choice to ignore it. And I, and I could hug that guy. Yeah. Thankfully. And again, it's not me. I can't take, I don't yeah, take yeah, the glory. Yeah. If I do, I'm being an idiot. All the glory goes to God. 
I always say, if anything ever goes right in my life, it's probably God's fault. Yeah. Um, but that's just another example of like how I feel it. It'll be an urging. It's something yeah. that just, it might not even be intense. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is just pick up the garbage. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like God just almost checking in. He, he wants a relationship. Yeah. Like think of any strong relationship you have in life. And imagine you just ignored it for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's cool. It's just my wife. I'm just going to ignore her for a bit. It's fine. I won't talk to her for like three, four days. Fine. How do you think that's going to go? It's like, if that's any reflection of, of how God made us and what a relationship's supposed to be, you know there has to be yeah. nurturing and caring and concern and coming together. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it... That's a beautiful story, Jesse. Thank you for sharing that. And what I loved about that is you chose to listen. And so many people, you know, like you said, they just go back to bed and whatever. I don't listen. Mm-hmm. But the more you listen, the more you choose to go along with this and let it flow through you the, the louder it gets the stronger he uses you clearer it is it's almost clearer like it is it's not, yes but it's like yeah it's yeah a, yeah it's something you gotta well accent i i really appreciate you guys sharing all this and and i hope uh everybody else can feel the beautiful souls that you guys are and what you shared the love that you shared today i know for myself um just having this conversation i'm really excited for this season of the podcast because even in just this conversation i feel my relationship to how I understand a higher power and how that works through my life just by having this conversation is stronger. And I'm, I'm excited and inspired by both of your faiths mm-hmm. in the way you live your life. So thank you guys for being on the show. I appreciate thank it. Any, thank any, you for doing this. Yeah. yeah. Just having a conversation. I think it's cool. It's awesome. Very guys. Cool. Yeah. Cause everybody's, we're always talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're good at, at like asking good questions yeah. and hard. What's a painting? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Funny. Awesome guys. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Oh man, there's so much to share, but final words to send off. Uh, we don't have to, that's all good. We're all good. We can wrap it up. I would just say, <laughs> Don't be afraid to step out in faith, whatever that looks like for you. Don't be afraid to ask God if he exists. And don't be afraid, especially to ask who he is. Because I think I think everybody prays one way or another. But I think what's important about praying is who are you praying to? And I think whatever you, whoever you pray to or whatever you pray to, Find out if that is someone or something that actually hears you and talks back and has a relationship with you, or if it's just a thing that is inanimate and has no relationship with you. And which do you prefer? How about you, Jesse? Did you want to share anything before we wrap up? Come on, was a mic drop right there. Man, I think. I think a lot was said. I think people need to go and just digest, right? Awesome. Just go yeah. and, and yeah. sit, uh, throw on a song, whatever it takes, right? Go for a walk. Totally. Uh, set aside time yeah. to build a relationship. Because if you don't set aside time, how are you going to expect to build anything? Yeah. And we're all very good at building, you know, businesses or building our, our financial plan or, yeah. But I think a lot of people don't, sometimes they, they just, maybe they don't know how, you know, just mm-hmm. to take that time for, it's like, oh, you know what? If there was a table and it had legs, what are those legs? Is it community? Is it faith? Is it relationship? Is it? And if you're not building that solid, then your table's a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to take some time spiritually, because um, I think if you get that table leg strong, eventually you're gonna find out. That you're gonna be amazed that a table can stand on one table, uh, on one table leg. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like 
um, that is, I think, the core strength that anybody can really work on because that will stem into everything else. It'll stem into your mental, your emotional, your physical. It changes everything about you. Foundation. Yeah. yeah awesome, it's, guys. It's a foundation. You start from the ground up, man. Don't skip leg day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast, yeah, and you. we'll see you next time. Well, that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Donnie Mack and Jesse Hutch. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast, and thank you for sharing your stories, your own spiritual path, and your experience of guidance and what it means to you and how your faith has shaped your life. I really appreciate that. And it's a great way to kick off this season, so thank you both. I also wanna thank all of the members of timehascome.com. It's because of you that I am now sharing this episode with everyone for free online. Um, they have been able to support me and this podcast to make it possible to make a living doing this. So I really wanna say thank you to all of those people on timehascome.com that are paying subscribers that have made this possible to share this podcast for free with everybody out there. And it means a lot to me to be able to do this. And I really wanted to take time to thank each and every one of you who are members of timehascome.com and who have also donated to make this show possible. It's a beautiful thing to do what you love and to share it with people that you care about. So thank you so much to all the members of timehascome.com. If you are not a member and you'd like to be, you can do so right now. If you head on over to timehascome.com, you can sign up and you get your first month free. So you got nothing to lose. <laughs> if you head on over there and become a member, you'll also get access to all my content early before anyone else sees it. So it's a good thing. It's great. It's a lot of fun and there's lots of great people over there. So you can head on over there now and become a member. Nothing to lose. If you want to send me a message, you can by sending a text in US or Canada to 250-999-4163. You'll get an automated response back from me and it'll you know, ask you what kind of updates you'd like and I will keep you in the loop with what I got going on. That's what I have to share. Last two thank yous are to Owen Chong as the editor of this episode. Owen, you did a fantastic job. Thank you, sir. And to Eskimotion, as always, for the music in this episode setting the tone, getting us in the zone, and having a good time. Thank you both, and thank you all of you for watching to the very end. All the best, guys, and I'll see you next time.